November 22nd. The wind remained the same and the weather continued remarkably fine. At sunrise, we again hauled our boats up and continued our search for articles that might float out. About seven o'clock, the deck of the wreck began to give way and every appearance indicated her speedy dissolution. The oil had bilged in the hold and kept the surface of the sea all around us completely covered with it. The bulkheads were all washed down and she worked in every part of her joints and seams with the violent and continual breaking of the surf over her. Seeing at last that little or nothing further could be done by remaining with the wreck, and as it was all important that while our provisions lasted, we should make the best possible use of time, I rowed up to the captain's boat and asked him what he intended to do. I informed him that the ship's decks had bursted up, and that in all probability she would soon go to pieces, that no further purpose could be answered by remaining longer with her, since nothing more could be obtained from her, and that it was my opinion no time should be lost in making the best of our way towards the nearest land. The captain observed that he would go once more to the wreck and survey her, and, after waiting until twelve o'clock for the purpose of getting an observation, would immediately after determine. In the meantime, before noon, all our sails were completed, and the boats otherwise got in readiness for our departure. Our observation now proved us to be in latitude 0 degrees 13 minutes north, longitude 120 degrees 0 minutes west, as near as we could determine it, having crossed the equator during the night and drifted 19 miles. The wind had veered considerably to the eastward during the last 24 hours. The Reverend Patton is quite vigorous in his defense of the cannibal. With a sad and faraway look, he explained wherein the cannibal had been wronged as follows. The cannibal has been misunderstood. Of course he has some bad habits, but everybody has some bad habits, and the cannibal should not be blamed for the peculiarity of his. The cannibal's stomach is a thing to pray over, but his soul is all right. Indeed, the cannibal has the most excellent soul, a soul that will not permit him to lie to a friend, nor to cheat a friend, nor to practice high finance on a friend. Everyone must admit that in this twentieth century, such a soul as this is a thing to be proud of. Remember, I say, that his soul will not permit to lie, nor cheat, nor practice high finance on a friend. With his enemies, he is different. The cannibal does not listen instead to the call of his stomach, and, when he captures his enemy, serves him up with highly spiced side dishes. The cannibal makes an excellent Christian, save only for this one defeat regarding enemies, for which, after all, he cannot be blamed too much. The cannibal is simple and reasons simply. It were better, he says, to eat my enemy than to be eaten by him. So he eats him, and peace settles over the land.